The Spanish Announce Table. Here we are, Tom. It is episode 301 of the Spanish Announce Table. Uh, man, how, how are you? I'm doing well. You know, I'm still living kind of on the high of episode 300. It was so good to hear from uh, so many of the past listeners that uh, contacted us via Tweet the Table and email. Uh, also got some good feedback on we're back to videos and they like that. And then, you know what? I thought it was going to be really humiliating, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. The uh, John Cena video was pretty fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was, a, it was I'll, I'll tell you this. During a quarantine time where we're not getting out too much and there's not a lot to do around the house after six or eight months of however long we've been doing this, it was a welcome distraction for me and my wife to do something together, right? It wasn't a TV show. It wasn't Netflix. It wasn't uh, a puzzle or, you know, whatever it was. It was something completely off the wall. She was my camera person. She did an amazing job. Uh, and a lot of people laughed, so that was good. I'm glad that I provided laughs for people, even yeah. at my own expense. I did have somebody uh, hit me up in the um, messenger and was like, why do I love it when you win picks? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> why is that? Because, you know, things happen. Hey, if, if you're not having haters, right, you're doing it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You right. Um, so yeah, it was. It's been. It's been a welcome distraction kind of week. Uh, not to get too serious because this is supposed to be a distraction for you, the listener. But um, it was welcome to do some off the wall things and make people giggle. So I'm 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 happy with the week I've had. How about you? What 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 have you been up to? Nothing much, man. We seriously work and trying to stay away from people. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watch the Chiefs game. Um, you know. Man, you know, you know, you're a good football team when you can play like crap and still beat the other team. Because we did not play well that first half. It was. Did you we see their coach? The, you see the coach of the Chargers threw that rookie quarterback under the bus afterwards when he looked like the future, uh, and he threw yeah. him under the bus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought he played really well. Typically, yeah, he was like, "Hey, there's play. a reason he's a backup." We're like, "What?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> Chiefs typically don't play um, backups very well. If you remember last year, uh, the big phenom to come from the game with the Jaguars was Gar- uh, was Minshew. Uh, the mustache. The mustache mountain guy. Uh, and look at him now. So maybe this guy for the Chargers, same thing. Um, but that's enough football talk. Uh, we got a big game, though, coming up Monday night, going up against Mahomes. Monday Night Raw, Chiefs versus Ravens. That should be a fun one. Um but yeah, so this week was pretty good then. Yeah, I mean, you know, nothing to write home about, nothing big, nothing crazy, you know, just uh it was. Well, we had another uh extra long week of uh pro wrestling content. We got another Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, take a break on Thursday cuz that's when you get us Friday type of wrestling week. Uh, because on Tuesday night was a special episode after the NBA playoffs of Late Night Dynamite. It was only an hour long, uh, mm-hmm. three really good matches. Uh, was really excited to watch it. It did go on a little bit later than I wanted because, you know, basketball isn't a hard out at top of the hour or anything like that. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the game was really good. That was uh, uh, before Late Night Dynamite. 
Uh, and then obviously you had Wednesday Night Dynamite. What did you think of AEW's output for the week? Were you were you a fan of it? Were you indifferent? What did you think? I liked AEW this week. I did. I, I liked it a lot. I kind of liked um, – I, I didn't have many complaints, right? Like I was like, eh. Yeah. Like, oh, everything was good. Storylines are good. Like everything's kind of moving on. Nothing feels – like why are they doing that? It just mm-hmm. – you know? Yeah, so let's get into, uh, just touch on really quick, the Tuesday night, uh, late night Dynamite. Then we'll roll that right into uh, Wednesday night's uh, Dynamite episode. So on Tuesday night, we only had three matches. Uh, Again, it was an hour-long program, but it kicked off with Ben Carter versus Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky, again, I feel is the future of that promotion. I know he's had a couple opportunities to wrestle Jericho and for the title against Cody, the TNT championship that is. Um, but man, he's awesome. And this Ben Carter guy, uh, Anthony Sharkbait, friend of the show has told me a, bit, a lot about him. Apparently he is the star pupil, uh, from Seth Rollins wrestling school. And he's mm-hmm. supposed to be the next big thing. Uh, and he is about as quick of a hiccup and he runs like a bloody nose. He is really, really good. So he's not the guy who died there. There was someone that died at Seth Rollins school. <laughs> yeah. Early on, like right when it first started, and uh, it, uh, I think the kid like just didn't hydrate himself at all or something, and, and had, oh, like, one of those kind of deaths and, where it was like right. you're you're not a real athlete, but you're trying to jump in the deep end, and now your heart goes, "What the fuck are we doing? I'm out of here." Ah, right, that sucks. I believe so. I mean, that's very sad, right? But there's also reasons why you, you ramp up to do high extreme activities. Anyhow. Uh, Scorpio Sky picked up the victory. Again, Ben Carter looked awesome. He was also on uh, AEW Dark uh, and took on um, the captain and got the win on Dark. Uh, Ben Carter, I think they've signed him. If they haven't, they should. Uh, He's very, very fun to watch. And again, Scorpio Sky to me is is the man. I'm really excited to see what they do with him. Hopefully something soon. Uh, Next up, we had Brandy Rhodes taking on uh, Anna J from the dark order joined the dark order. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was good. I like this one. Um, neither girl is a huge, you know, technical wizard. That's going to do flashy moves or arm drags and into, you know, arm bars and all this fun, you know, stuff, but they told a good story. I thought the story was good. Um, I was really happy with it. Uh, and it was a good storyline progression just so that late night dynamite didn't feel like, uh, an AEW dark where there's no progression of story. So I was happy with, with that. Uh, Anna J picks up the victory. Um, good, good showing again. Uh, and then in the main event, we had um, the, I guess the in-ring debut of Matt Seidel, even though uh, he did make a debut of some sort at the last pay-per-view. He took on Sean debut. Spears. Yeah. It's a singles debut. Mm-hmm. Took on Sean Spears, who he eliminated from that battle Royal, I know the big talking point from the Battle Royal was his uh, messed up flip. Yeah, but uh, he did eliminate Sean Spears. It was really fun. He did fun. his Finn Balor impersonation. He looked up. Yeah, looked up, and then he fell on his neck. Uh, then he hurt himself like Finn Balor did on the main roster. So, you know, parallels, right? Uh, this match was really fun. One thing that I really liked about it is... I can't remember the move that he did, but Sean Spears poked fun at Matt Seidel as he was going up to the top rope. And before he went to the top rope, he, he like, uh, padded down the ropes to make sure that they were dry before he got like, I was like, that's a, that's an A plus move there. That's good. Um, 
yeah, so it was a really fun match. It was good to see Seidel get something to do here other than, uh, you know, falling down. Uh, Sean Spears did pick up the win, um, which I think is good, right? Sean Spears has Tully Blanchard as his manager. He does the loaded glove. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, we'll see what happens next for both of these guys, but a really fun episode, I thought. So yeah. that was the late yeah, night fun. dynamite. Now let's roll Late it right into Dynamite. Yeah, that was my nickname in high school. Yeah, it was. Boy, all the boys told yeah. me that. What? Yeah. Um, and that's okay. That's uh, okay. Let's yeah. go into Wednesday Night Dynamite. Oh, one thing I didn't want to mention. Uh, yeah. Another great job done by Chris Jericho on commentary. He was on commentary for Late Night Dynamite. Of did course. really well. He's the best. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into what he did on uh, Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite. He's the million viewer man. <laughs> Yeah, well, and he carried that segment because everyone else seemed a little bit out in left field playing catch by themselves. So, all right, let's get into it, though. Uh, it was main-evented, last-second change, because maybe COVID? Uh, last-second change, the main event was a World Heavyweight Championship match between John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. So, right from the jump, you're like, oh, shit, we're getting a title match. So, pretty fun to, fun to see, right? Yeah, that was uh, fun. But before we get to the main event, we got to kick off the show, and we kick off the show with the in-ring debut of Miro, the best man. And how long is he going to be out? Why? What happened? And, and Kip Sabian yeah. versus Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. Why? What do you say? Uh, did I miss something? Was that? Did he work his all with the uh, with the leg injury? I believe so. I didn't hear oh, of anything okay. of, uh, of of note. Why? What? Well, it was during what the match injury? when he uh, when he uh, when he pulled up, right? He like pulled up after like I think getting flipped over. And then he could like barely stand on it, and he like was like he basically was telling everybody else to keep going with the match, and he couldn't like really lift them up. Oh well, hopefully yeah. it was a work, right? Huh. Um. So anyhow, yeah, we saw the in-ring debut of Miro. Hopefully, another match uh, relatively soon, and not injured. The best man. What do you think about the best man? Because now it I think looks it may like they're moving an ankle thing. Well, now he's moving away from just. Uh, you know, being Kip Sabian's best man in his wedding, he is now the best man. Do you like that? I mean, I I, I kind of do. I, I think it's a fun tongue in cheek thing to do, a, a fun little phrase that people can chant. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I like the best man, right? Like, I like that as a thing, right? Because you can keep that forever, even after this gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I am the best man, almost like a Mister Perfect. You know yeah. what I mean, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. I'm the best at this. I'm the best at that. I'm the best man. Right, um, so that that should be fine. Right, I mean the merch alone could could sustain his career. Um, All the black just, shirts. I'm just not. Yeah, everybody can wear. But hey, you get a black shirt. You get a black. Everybody shirt. Everybody gets a cool black shirt. You get a black shirt. Um, yeah, uh, I just I still I'm a little like I, I don't dislike Kip Sabian, but I just feel like I'm like ah, Miro's Miro's a guy I would specifically highlight right now i understand we can't do that with everybody in <laughs> in aw so maybe he's got to bide some time right and and it works well and i like i actually do like the pairing because for someone like you and someone even more casual of a fan than us uh when they say oh rusev is now on dynamite it's not just rusev in the ring by himself or Rusev beats up some guy. And then we go like, mm-hmm. well, Rusev is cool. I'll call him Miro. It's now he's with this other person that yeah, even like you guy? said, if you're in, yeah, even if you're indifferent about him, 
you're going to still say like, okay, so what's his name? And who's that pretty girl that's with him? Like, so at least now there's some more exposure to Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Uh, is, that how you, so, is that how you refer to women? You walk around and you're like, who's that pretty girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah who's that pretty girl? Yeah, right. Yeah. Who's that pretty girl? Yeah. He said, pretty. hey, pretty girl. Yeah. Hi, pretty girl. How are you? That's a, My name is hi, Thomas. pretty. Oh, it's more like that. It's like, hi, pretty girl. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do the of mice and men Lenny type of uh, welcome. Hi, I just go. Girl. I just say hello. Hi, hi, pretty hi, girl. Pretty girl. My name's Thomas. You don't. You know. You don't give him the Biden sniff. No, easy. Calm down. Easy. <laughs> All right. So uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention though about this match that I thought was really good. Uh, Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela, they still are like yeah. this odd couple that fits like a glove. I just enjoy this tag team. I I want more Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. They're they're so weird that I can't stop looking at them. But like I want to see more of them because they're so interesting and just uh, I keep using the phrase left field, but just different. They're just very different than everything else I see. And I just want to go like. What are those two people doing? Like, tell me more about them. I like yeah. them a lot. I do wish there was more, like when we see them, that there was something that they're doing other than, I mean, obviously everybody's going to wrestle, right? Like, mm-hmm. to me, that's a no-brainer. It's not like, well, what do you mean they're doing something? They're doing something. But, like, something that advances a character or a storyline. Again, we don't have to have, like, not each person has to be given a, or you're going to have an eight-week program and there's going to be a rising action. Thing. But you can still advance characters in a one-off each week right so if they're on this week give me something that advances their character don't just leave it up to we'll find a way to get it done in the ring like i would still like to see something right like something that even if it's just between them like their interaction backstage and how their friendship works show me something right yeah some evolution of why they're still a team you know they were doing like those vignettes yeah they were doing those vignettes of joey janela kind of lost in the streets uh, Sunny Kiss pulls up in the, you know, the yeah. million dollar uh, car. Yeah, so, uh, Joey Janela jumps in, right? Like now, that was a few weeks ago, even maybe even a couple months ago. Why are they still a f- team? And that's where, and I know I keep harping on this point, so I won't beat a dead horse here. But that's where you can use AW Dark and use those vignettes and put them there. Right now, it's now it's a little bit must see TV because. On the next episode of Spanish Announce Table, I'll say, hey, Tim, did you see the vignette with Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela? And you might say, like, yes or no. And if you say no, then now you're going to tune in, right? You're going to get go to YouTube, and they're going to get more viewers. So I just think they could do those kind of things. Because like I said, Sonny Kiss, Joey Janela, they're really cool. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I agree. All right, the next matchup, we had Hangman Adam Page versus Evil Uno. For a little bit, the Dark Order was ringside. Evil Uno tells them to leave. Uh, At the end of the match, Hangman Adam Page does pick up the victory. Uh, A little bit slower pace, I thought, for a Hangman match, but uh, still good. Kenny Kenny Omega was on commentary still putting over that this was offered as a tag team match. He didn't want it. Uh, Adam Page, though, keeps on picking up these singles victories, so maybe... He's the one that gets skyrocketed because we've yet to see Kenny Omega have a singles match, even though he's saying I'm a singles wrestler. So I'm curious to see where, where that goes. Yeah. Maybe it's something like he keeps saying that, right? They keep doing the singles. He's going to be like a tag team. And they're going to be like single, single, singles tag team. And then he's like, fine. Uh, You know what I mean? I'm the best singles wrestler around then let's do it. And they, you know what I mean? They go at it. I even think a a fun curveball is if, uh, Hangman Adam Page keeps picking up 
victories week by week by week. And Kenny Omega is still on commentary. And then they're like, you know, uh, Hangman's on a 10 match win streak or whatever it is. Right. He's and then Kenny the Omega title like, shot. Right. Right. And then, and then Omega's like, well, wait a minute. I thought, I thought tag team wrestling was a cool thing. Hey, check out my new partner. And then it's like, you son of a bitch. So you were a tag team wrestler. It's just not with They him. are Ross and Rachel. I'm telling you, it should yes. be that way. It should. Yes. yes. Like they should switch and then be like, he should get, Hangman should then go find somebody who looks very similar to Kenny Omega, right? Like, right. Have him work the same. Like, just, oh, like, have it even, be like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. you could even, you could even do some funny silliness with this, but still have it be, like, taken serious, where, uh, Let's say Kenny Omega finds a hangman doppelganger because now he's upset that hangman's going on the mm-hmm. singles run and he's like, no, 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 tag team, remember? And so he gets this doppelganger of hangman and then he introduces him as ha- hangman Adam Page, right? So he's like, me and the best tag team partner in the world, hangman. Oh, shit. It's, you know, Cassidy, whatever his name is or, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. I, I yep, would think I that would be fun. Or yeah. just right, right. Just reverse the roles of what I did. That right, yeah, something like that. Right, like have mm-hmm. them switch. Who's want? Who's chasing who? Right. Yeah. Have that now go Kenny back Omega forth, wants to right? be a tag team, and Hangman's like, right. I got a, I got a title match tonight for the You're TNT the Championship. I can't. Tonight, right? I can't yeah. do it. I'm not I'm booked. Go get raped by the by the Dark Order over here. So. Yeah, but remember uh, <laughs> Beyond the Mat. I can't go. I'm not booked. You're right. I'm not booked. You know, just do something like by that. By the I way, did you hear Jr. mention that the good booking for the NBA match would be to have LeBron and the Lakers win. So like, we're just admitting that like booking and wrestling on live TV is, is all fake there, buddy. <laughs> like, I mean, I know we live in a post K fake world ish, but yeah, like, kind of really the, just the, this, this line uh, keeps on. It, it's, it's a for free the guy who used line. to be like, Oh, reality and, and believability. Yeah. You if just you hit totally him in the let, corner with your fist ten times, your fist should hurt. There's no welts. Right, yeah. Yeah, That's... exactly. Uh, to go along with this Hangman, uh, Kenny Omega storyline, though, we also got a backstage segment with the Young Bucks, although it was just Matt Jackson. Uh, he, I don't know, is tearing down AEW, but then he eventually just breaks Tony Schiavone's phone. And then so throws been a, money been a, at him. At first, it was fun. Like I like this. This is the best I think I've seen out of them. Uh, the the idea that you were just crushing his phone as a dick move again. This did make me not like him. Um, mm-hmm. Although we already don't. But uh, you know, right, I yeah. like the like. He's like, all right. Like he's he's not saying it, but he's saying he's like, all right. I'm here. Pretty sure I'm about to get my ass kicked. They called for me. I guess my turn to get kicked in the face. And then he's like, Ugh. and he's like, what are you flinching? He's like, I wouldn't touch you. Right. Like, I love yeah. you, guy. I love you. Right. And just the whole thing. Right. And then the, he's like, why would you do that? Give me your phone. <laughs> right. And he's even like, we're doing a live TV here. You know, he's like, I know. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right. Like, and yeah. And then the, even like when he's like trying to, he's like, this isn't a real pocket. And then he just throws the money. Like, that was a dick move. I liked it. Uh, yeah. Um, I, you know, how long can they do that? Because again, this is the first person they did that I cared about. Right. Like you said last uh, where, where week, do it to someone them. you care about and it's Tony Schiavone. Right. So they listened. But right? I don't they care listened. that much about Tony Schiavone. I also like well, when, you know, later. They didn't do that uh, much to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so, and later, yeah. and we'll get into it, but Jericho and MJF made fun of him. And so, you know, yeah. oh, Schiavone, yeah. everybody makes fun of him. Yeah. We'll get into that Jericho MJF uh, backstage segment. Thought that was yeah, great that was as good, well. Yeah. 
but the next thing that we saw was, I guess, if you want to think of it this way, it was kind of the moment of the night. Uh, first, it was a TNT championship match. Brody Lee taking on Orange Cassidy. Uh, long story short, Brody Lee picks up the victory o- over Orange Cassidy due to uh, Dark Order shenanigans. But post-match, we see the return of a dark-haired uh, vigilante in Cody. What did you think about Cody debuting this so so far, or, or excuse me, uh, so quickly after being dismantled? I know Cody has become Cody more so with when he's been blonde-haired, but I've always liked Cody's, like, I th- I've taken him more seriously when he's had the dark hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. Um, probably but some psychological thing we're not aware it of. Probably is. Um, Although his, that looked like a pretty, like, that looked as if it was dyed 20 minutes before he walked out. That was yeah. super dark. <laughs> Somebody said he looked like Robbie Rotten, um, which was from like an old, um, God, what show was that from? My kids used to watch this show. Robbie Rotten. Uh, Lazy Town. You should look up Robbie Rutten on Lazy Town um, for anybody out there because, you know, it's a podcast. Maybe you're watching it uh, on, on the YouTube, but, and maybe I'll throw up a video of it later in post. But, uh, yeah, check out Robbie Rotten, and he looked exactly like that. But Cody um, – Oh, he does. I yeah. like um, yeah. an evil – I like a, a mean Cody. Um, again, Cody's the type of guy that takes down a Dark Order – and so I don't know where we go with this, right? Like, you know, I thought it felt a little bit too soon. Right, exactly. What I, I mean. feel right. like you still need to build up. In my opinion, you still need to build up Brody Lee with some more victims. Like in yes. this match uh, last night, Orange Cassidy was the one who fell to Brody Lee. Now Orange Cassidy looked fine, and he'll be okay because. He'll be fine. It was a hundred different or uh, Dark Order guys jumping in. Nobody thought he's beaten Brody Lee anyway. But yeah, but even so, he still looked okay because it wasn't a squash because Dark Order had to intervene every time, right? And right. I think you could have done that with some more guys. Have Brody Lee then take on um, another member of uh, of the the Nightmare Family. This time it's Matt Cardona. Then after that, you go with you know Evan Bourne like, or whatever his name is, right? Like. Just- Matt Seidel folks right yeah and then where I would have done this and this is the first time you know I've kind of fantasy booked AEW because honestly I've just enjoyed it so much I haven't really considered this but with this one I I started to uh, daydream a little bit Uh, I thought you have Cody come back at your one year anniversary show then the big moment is for a big show because even though Dynamite's killing it each and every week I feel like Cody reemerging should have been at a bigger event, a pay-per-view, or in this case, what I was thinking, the one year I mean, anniversary show. This burns out if it's Cody. Cody like Cody wins, well you just burn out the Dark Order. Well if Dark Order wins, well Cody Who cares about Cody, yeah. This is dark haired Cody now. Like the only thing again that I think is their uh ace in the hole that they're maybe banking on is Cody's in real life best friend is Matt Cardona. So maybe leading to this dog collar match, which post match, post attack, um, Brody Lee issues a challenge to Cody for a dog collar match. Dude, that promo by Brody Lee was great. Yeah, because uh, he is. Dude, when he he's fired mad. up. <laughs> yeah, when he's fired up and wants to, you know, throw some motherfuckers around, he wants to throw some motherfuckers uh, I around. I loved 
when he was like, do you see what we did to Brandy? And then it like referenced that he's like that god awful tattoo yeah. <laughs> on your neck. Put this like, around oh. your neck, that god awful tattoo. Yeah. Oh uh, man. I think the only thing to where we get away from what you're fearing here, where it's either Dark Order is done or Cody just becomes a mid carder, is Matt Cardona somehow in the corner of Cody cost cody the match now they've done that already with mjf right mjf uh cost mm. cody the championship against jericho but again you could do it a little bit more because this is supposed to be real friends not a protege mentor kind of thing um yeah but that's the only way i can see right now they get away from not dismantling the dark order and also making cody seem legit right because yeah he's like one of their top top guys so i don't, I don't yeah know. we'll, but, we'll see right. but but again, it's still interesting, right? Because we don't know what they're going to do. So could be, still could be good. Yeah. All right. After this, we got an in-ring promo from uh, Private Party and Matt Hardy. Uh, it yeah. then brings out Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. Uh, long story short on this one, Isaiah Cassidy demands a shot at Chris Jericho. This, I thought, was the worst segment of the show. What did you think? Oh, I thought this was great. I can't believe you didn't oh. like this. Oh man! So I liked it in in on paper. If you were to tell me, new star Isaiah, uh, what's his ass? Isaiah Cassidy. Cassidy. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Cassidy challenges Chris Jericho. Cool, right? Past, present. I think Jericho's been a pro longer than Cassidy's been alive. Uh, I like that whole thing. Yada yada yada. We're good there. But both private party guys seem like they're about to piss themselves as soon as they oh, get yeah. the microphone in there. For hand. sure. And Matt um, Hardy. For as good of a promo as he did last week with the, I believe it was last week with the, um, yeah, he did hey, I'm sorry for what one. happened and all that stuff. This one, he just kind of seemed here and then there and then a right turn and then well, he fumbled. Yeah, I didn't like it until Jericho got out there. And um, yes, the, the the private party guys need work, but that's what they're getting here. Um, but I, he caught he caught into it right, and I like the he's like the what if right, and what if I make you my and Jericho. For whatever reason, made that feel real too. Like his face the whole time. Like this mm-hmm. one felt like he was like this little motherfucker wants to get, wants to find out, right? Like yeah. he really. Um, and I just I think the the announcers sold it well, kind of as it was mm-hmm. like happening. They were kind of like, oh man, you know, like this is yeah, um, this is a big deal, right? Um, I liked it. I, didn't, I mean, again, I don't think it was like segment of the night, but I was like, this is again, kind of this is a good way to stall Jericho out, right? As we were talking about, let's mix him up some tag team. Hardy, we're going to not, you know, yeah, it's whatever. But I'm a little worried about that, right? We're going to get Jericho right. versus Matt Hardy. I'm a little worried about that, to be honest with you. But, you know, unless again, it's I thought a this gimmick was decent. match. Unless it's a gimmick match, True. Uh, I'm not really interested in yeah. a Hardy Jericho. Hardy going into all of his weird things with Jericho. Jericho yeah. going on I kind of feel like we things. got that with, but. If he can, can bring do- Jericho, it's the 30 years of Jericho. Hardy could show up on this next one as one of these weird guys start challenging Jericho. I mean, yes, we oh. could do some real fun stuff there, yeah. Oh, you could do a theatric match with all the iterations of Hardy versus all the iterations of Jericho. Yeah. You could have Lionheart versus version one. You could do Broken versus the suit-wearing Jericho. I mean, yeah, you could have a lot of fun with that. And that's what I would want. I, I would want that not... It's a 20-minute match. Like, okay, we've seen that. Yeah, for pride. Times. Right, yeah. I don't want to see that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would suck so bad. Ugh. After this, we got what I thought was a cool gimmick um, tagline, 
But again, not the best promo, uh, but FTR was out with Tully Blanchard and FTR instituted the 20 minutes, 20 minute brush with greatness rule where uh, every match will be a 20 minute match uh, time limit. And if you mm-hmm. don't beat them, then they win. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny because like that, that's yeah. a little like, hey, fuck you. Like, yeah, there's no, no there's no like till next time. It's no, we got the win. Yeah, we got the win. No, it's not a draw. Mm-hmm. Draws don't exist because we're that great. So right. if you got 20 minutes, we'll know that it's not an hour, and so you guys yeah. still suck. I like how FT, I like FTR getting a little more comfortable in being confident as these heels. I kind of like their just attitude and swagger about all of it. That's uh, that's hitting for me. I like that. So I like when they're like, oh, you know what? Nah, we can't do this. You guys aren't. Nah, you're not ready. That why don't you rest up? We'll do it right later, right? Like that kind of thing. Like that's that was good. I like I like where that's going. Totally, yeah. He missed a couple spots. Had to kind of think quickly on his feet, which mm-hmm. I mean, he recovered okay, but yeah. Well, and so uh, towards the end of this promo, uh, brings out best friends, and then they challenge him to a match, and then FTR does the thing like you said, where like, yeah, we're not gonna do this. Uh, I'm a little nervous about the best friends being their first mm-hmm. um, title. It's challenges. gonna be, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think best friends get a run with the title for a bit for whatever reason, even though they're hot. Bullshit. But I love when he was like, when he was like, "Yes, you didn't, didn't come to fight like a couple of weenies." <laughs> yeah, and then they started <laughs> chanting weenies. They started yeah. chanting weenies at FTR. Oh, uh, that's gonna be great because they could, they'll play into that so hard. Like they'll get so mad about it and fuck Bobby Heenan yeah. stomp, you know. Uh, they're just getting mad. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Uh, weenies, like I love that. And then when he's like, "I see you hugging your entrance. Let's show him how it's done." <laughs> yeah, bro that out. was great. That was Again, best. best friends to me are the tag team. You know, twenty twenty, the the best act for me uh, of this pandemic, even before era of whatever this wrestling year is uh best friends is it they're they're the absolute best but again i do get nervous because if they're going to be the first title challengers ftr doesn't seem like a transitional champion and so it feels like Mm -hmm. best friends will lose and they already did the badass entrance with sue against omega and page if they lose again again i'm still going to be a huge fan of their career and, and i'll still follow them but I can't really tell people like this is the shit they've lost twice in title matches. You know what I mean? So I wish it wasn't them first, but again, I love the best friends. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. All right. After that, let's get back into it. Uh, we had Sheeta and thunder Rose teaming up to take on Ivelisse and Diamante. Uh, this was pretty cut and dry. I thought I didn't think nothing was bad. Um, physicality was off the charts between all four yeah. competitors. What did you like? Yeah, same thing. Match was was fine. I mean, there wasn't you know it wasn't a barn burner by any nature. I don't think I mean, it was it was good. Again, we have minimal stories between all of these ladies, so this felt like a mid show match where you're just kind of like, all right. One thing that I would like AEW to change or at least put an effort towards is it feels as if this spot in the card is always the women's segment i would i want to be a little bit surprised start off the show with the women's match close the show with the women's match have it be the second segment it just feels and again i'm not fact checking so i'm not going through all the shows but it always feels like either right before the main event or the segment right before that is the women's spot and then seven minutes eight minutes and we're on to other things i I want a little bit more um, and for as great as all four women are, this felt very, 
WWE like, hey, both champions, because they're great singles competitors, when they team up are better than any tag team and look at them with the titles. And eh, right, like cool. Right. But I, I I need Thunder Rosa to, you know, give her a low blow after the match or, or something. Hit her with a kendo stick from Sheeta. Something. This was a little bit too uh, you know, tribute to the troops. The good people won. Now let's move on. So Yeah, I I agree with you a whole lot on that. It just it always does feel like we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Match. Again, nothing bad. Nothing bad, but a little bit cookie cutter, I would right. say. All right, now let's talk about it. Uh the backstage segment. Chris Jericho and MJF. Uh Chris Jericho's first doing the promo. MJF comes in. Uh, it is very cordial, very superficial. Then it gets into the, Hey, I know what you said. And then they air out their dirty laundry a little bit. Hey, why did you say I was a loser? Well, why did you say I was a loser? And then it went into, you know what? You're not that bad. I think this was a fun segment. Two great promos from these guys back to back. Very great. And I mean, timed well, you can tell they practiced this and work on it pretty good. Right. I mean, the timing was there, the, the, all of it. And I just, where's it going now? I mean, would do wonders for MJF to work with Chris Jericho, right? He he feels like the Chris Jericho of the new like, crop, the new generation. Um, but I mean, what are they going to do? Because is there going to be fights, feuds? Are they going to be buddies? Is this a new member of the inner circle? Like, what are we doing here? This is what I would do again. Fantasy booking, team act, story time. This is always something with them. That's what I would do. It's always something with them. To where they never have a payoff unless it unless it's called for. But they just always I would do this once a quarter, right? So a quarter's every three months, you know, new quarter yep. starts. Mm-hmm. Once every three months, have them bump into each other. And just the, do hey. this superficial, yeah. Hey, <laughs> it was so good that you picked up that victory over Hardy. Hey, it was so good that, that you picked douche. up Yeah. Because so they do pick- dislike all the same guys. Right. And then, then, you know, the counter is like, I love that you picked up the victory over Darby Allen. You know, I did it quicker. Oh, you think so? Uh, da, 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 da. You're not that bad. You're not that bad. Loser. You know, and then they, you know, right. I think that would just, just do this for like a year or two. Just always touch base with this where it's like, hey, guy, you're pretty great. I think you fucking suck. Have a good day. And then you're like, what, right. what did he say? Like, yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. would be fun. That would be fun. That could be. That would be really yeah. good. All right. Now let's talk about the main event. Like I said, this was a last second uh, addition, a little bit of change of the card, maybe to COVID. Um, it is a AEW World Heavyweight Championship match between champion John Moxley taking on the challenger, the Mad King himself, the best promo in pro wrestling. I don't care at me if you want, but you're wrong. Eddie Kingston. And this was a physical fucking match, wasn't it? It was, and I forget. I forgot that last week we forgot to mention that he was wearing a damn. Uh, was he wearing a Bo Jackson? Yeah, Royal uh, Throwback Powder Blue, yeah. mm-hmm. Kansas City, KC, baby. Yeah, uh, Bonos. Uh, <laughs> this was great. Um, I like that they also explained in the commentary about Kingston's ring gear because I was just thinking. I was like, "What the fuck is this guy wearing?" <laughs> I was all excited for this match, and then I was like, "Okay, that makes sense." Um, and it, it, they explained the pacing and all that. Like it told, they told a good backstory. These guys worked well together because of their history. 
Uh, and then I was surprised with the ending beatdown. I didn't think this was going to continue on. So to see that, like, well, Moxley's going to come back after these guys. So we're going to mm-hmm. get this go around a little bit with Kingston in the spotlight. That's going to be cool. Yeah, I love it. Again, like I said, I've been the biggest fan of Eddie Kingston for you know as long as I've been aware of him. Uh, like I like I said again, uh, I think he does the best promo. It's the most believable. Uh, if you don't believe me, go watch the last BTE where he cuts a promo on a cookie and it almost makes people cry. Like he just does awesome stuff. And I know that was a rib at WWE because at the Performance Center they make you cut object or cut promos on inanimate objects. So they're like, here's a broom, cut a promo on a broom. But like Eddie Kingston really fucking can. And so anyhow. Um, if we're peeking behind the curtain, I think well, this you is said a, they wanted him to coach, which would be amazing. But but I love him. You know what I mean. I don't yes. want him to. I don't want to see him through another version of a wrestler. I want to see him. Right. Uh, if we're peeking behind the curtain, I think they're calling an audible because Lance Archer either has COVID or got in contact with someone who does have COVID. And so he can't be on television for the next that two makes weeks. Because I was wondering, I was like, what's up with the FTW? I thought they were like, yeah. And yeah. so I think we're inserting Eddie Kingston's group with Taz's group since Lance Archer can't fill that the role. I'm calling FTW. That's what yeah. I'm calling them. FTR versus FTW? Fuck it. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, F you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this match, this match was so fun, and this is why I liked it. Eddie Kingston is like, the he's at the best part of his career when his body is at its absolute worst and i just love it it's like that old veteran where he's on his last hurrah and like did you ever see the movie uh rocky it was rocky foley. six yeah he's kind of foley he's very yeah. much kind of like foley but i was thinking of rocky six not rocky yeah. five with tommy morrison rocky six when he comes back and he takes on antonio tarver and it's like he still has it mentally, and he can obviously still sell a fight, but he's just not there, and he's going to lose a decision to the in-shape, you know, in-their-prime fighter. Like, that's Eddie Kingston. Uh, maybe even a better analogy is what you just said, Mick Foley, where it's his body's shot, and he's been doing this, like you said, 18 Which years. Which never was the best thing to begin with, but now he's beat it up. He also, you know what I mean? He's yeah. even mentioned that he's eating a little better now than he was. Mm-hmm. Um but he still looks and, like a sack of yogurt. You know what I mean? Right. Like he, he, still he said looks that's like, why he wasn't in WWE all this time. Like he'd been talked to, but they were kind of like, oh, you know, what? like you're, you're fat. fat. Yeah. Um, but uh, you're right. Now he's hearing everybody's like, this is the fucking guy. This is the guy. This is the guy. And do like, 60 okay. minutes. And he's like, I can't. Yeah. yeah right, <laughs> right. And yeah. he's like, do 60 minutes. Like I got 10. I got no, a solid no, 10. Get five dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me uh, get five guys to help me out. <laughs> yeah. I, and I also like the pacing of the match where it started off because uh, one thing I didn't mention is early on Eddie Kingston comes to the ring, kind of gives you a backstory of him and Moxley's career where he's like me and him were cut from the same cloth. And then he went to go be an entertainer while I was still a be. fighter. Yep. And I loved how John Moxley, it didn't take him, but you know, five seconds to walk that out. Was he was it, walking right? out with a purpose. <laughs> like, Oh, how and, dare you? Yeah. Face to face. They get separated by reps. Then we get to the match and Tony Schiavone, I believe, was the one who did uh, the main commentary here, uh, was talking about how they respected each other because they faced each other in the past. And then they just get to this forehead to forehead. Like, you think you're better than me? You're fucking not. And then now we're getting into the physicality. The chops, even though I'm not a huge fan of just let me get hit, let me hit you kind of thing, for whatever reason, this time it worked because it felt like uh, one-upsmanship. 
If we still had sound clips, I was going to get Shivani. was like, I'm digging this, man. <laughs> like when yeah. they were doing that. And for what it's worth, Kingston's chops were winning, dude. His were so hot. Man, they were just whap. Just, oh, yeah. just and he, he got Moxley in the, like, the collarbone area. Like, yeah. oh, that God, was so hurt. bad. He was oh, just drilling him. him. He yeah, was every it. bit of force with that. So great. Uh, so, yeah, po- uh, what we see here is uh, John Moxley essentially – uh, very similar to how he beat Brody Lee in the sense of, I can't pin this motherfucker, so I'm going to have to make him submit. Uh, chokes him out. Uh, ref calls it. Then post-match, that's when we get the Lucha Bros attacking John Moxley, with, which then, long story short, uh, I keep saying that tonight, but you get what I'm saying. Um, Will Hobbs comes out. Darby Allen comes out. Taz. Ricky Starks comes out. What I like the most uh, was the cell job from Eddie Kingston where he went unconscious, right? And for those watching the video, you see me doing the air quotes. Uh, so when he when he comes to and he's back to consciousness, he blames the ref where he's like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah, I, right, didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't quit. <laughs> like he was right. pushing him around as John Moxley's getting beat up by the Lucha Bros. And he's saying like, you should have stopped that. Well, and he was still out of it. Like he, yeah, like he tried he to fight back wobbling. and he fell down again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. The selling from Eddie Kingston was top notch. Uh, Post match. That's what I enjoyed the most. Uh, besides that Ricky Starks um, spear on Darby Allen. Jesus Christ. Darby Allen, I think wants to kill himself. Like Dude, everything he I, I does is too dangerous. It was done so well. And the angle was such that like, I didn't realize he was like, in range and able to pull off a spear on him and it just happened so fast i was like god damn he just speared him out of his fucking pants man like geez. yeah i thought i thought that was the move of the night of the entire oh, that made ricky you know, Starks show. look like a bad ass which he already you know what i mean yeah but, he already wow. is absolute ricky wow. starks is absolute awesome that's what you know I always like to look to the future because AEW just excites me and I, I get energized watching it because the two hours feels like 20 minutes. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel droning. It, does. it just, what the fuck? That was it? I want more, you know? Uh, but going into the future, Ricky Starks, Scorpio Sky, TNT Championship, that's what I want to fucking see. Those two good. motherfuckers, Scorpio Sky saying I'm the best pure athlete, Ricky Starks saying I'm absolute Ricky Starks, Let's see who the better man is for the championship right there. And that's such a great tag time. Because he's like, I'm absolute sex appeal. I'm absolute muscle. I'm absolute Mm -hmm. good. Like all of it, right? You just absolute everything. Well, and he's such an asshole. Yeah, and he's such an asshole to where like when he did the spear and he got up, all of these badasses. This is one of this is another little detail that I loved post-match. Uh, was, you know, you had Eddie Kingston choking the life out of John Moxley. You had the Lucha Bros putting the boots to Will Hobbs. Uh, Darby Allen just got taken out, so he's selling the ribs. And you have Ricky Starks do this, like, Vogue model pose. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck? It reminds me of Mortal Kombat where, you know, you had Sub-Zero and Scorpion and Liu Kang and then Johnny Cage with his fucking sunglasses over here looking like Mr. Hollywood. Like, that's what I f- he feels like in AEW, where it's all these badass, you know, murder row kind of villainous people. And he's like, hey, huh? I'm pretty fucking cool. And you're like, you are, but you're also a dickhead, you know? I, I, yeah, Ricky Starks yeah, is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yep. All right, so that was Dynamite. Uh, another solid show. Really looking forward to, to next week. 
I didn't write down what the matches are, uh, but I know they got some big things planned. They did announce that they're going to do a celebration of Jericho, the 30 years of Chris Jericho. Uh, so I'm excited for that uh, coming up soon. And then obviously on their horizon, they have their their uh, one-year anniversary show on October 7th. So love that's it, AEW. Love it. Yeah, that's going to be a blast. All right. You want to get into some WWE talk? Now that yeah, we transition what do we want to start with? AEW? Well, I figured, you know, what we can do here is this weekend we've got Clash of Champions where every championship is on the line. And with that, we can kind of popcorn around and talk about SmackDowns, talk about Raw. And then we can do our picks. That doesn't have any stakes Mm -hmm. to it because that makes me feel great. Well, and there's an NXT TakeOver as well coming up soon, right? So when is that coming? That's not during our next thing though, right? No, that's a couple weeks. That still has some time. That's a couple weeks out, right? But um, I think anything big you, happened on NXT so for the that, one, right? Yeah. So the one thing that I thought was of interesting uh, to note is the main event saw Kyle O'Reilly yeah. become the number one contender to take on Finn Balor. Interesting, uh, at least I thought, because I don't know still if this is a babyface group or a heel group, but Adam Cole and and the rest of the guys celebrated with Kyle O'Reilly. And that felt like, is this evolution foreshadowing where, you know, Triple H loved that Randy Orton got that title and then it went boom. So are we getting that or are we getting the legitimate, this is awesome. I I said that uh, when you discussed the possible dissension uh, in the Undisputed Era, that he should come out and say that this group would be ran better if it was ran by Kyle O'Reilly, baby, and... Here he is, right? He's coming up now. We've interviewed Kyle O'Reilly. Go back and listen. Uh, he's a friend of the show. Um, uh, this is interesting. I think he's good, right? It'd oh, be I think interesting he's awesome. to see him. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see him get a spotlight and see what he can say or do. So I'm all for it. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly. I've always been a big fan of. He's always felt as if he's a you know 2020 version of Arn Anderson. If you're gonna say that Adam Cole is Ric Flair. Kyle O'Reilly to me is Arn Anderson where, yeah, uh, you know, go back to those uh, pre NWA NWO days, you know, Arn Anderson had a victory over Hulk Hogan. So it's not as if Arn Anderson was out of the water against the main event guys. He beat Sting, he's beat Lex Luger, all that stuff. But when you say Arn Anderson, you don't think the main guy championship, you know, title reigns, all that stuff. And I kind of feel the same way about Kyle O'Reilly. Great tag team wrestler wrestler with uh red raggins and then obviously undisputed era and and he's always been the most entertaining not the most entertaining part but he's always been an entertaining part right the air guitar on the the title the silliness with his promos uh, so he can do um, this the therapist uh yeah yes when uh when uh the uh, no charisma guy yeah exactly (laughs) Um, (laughs) fuck that guy good wrestler You know what else I like uh, about NXT? I like Gargano and, and Candice LeRae's their house segments, right? They feel creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all of it, right? I, I like that a whole lot. And I like this Damian Priest thing. And maybe they're moving to him being the, the party guy because he was basically hitting on, um, was it Dash, mm-hmm. Dasha? Or, or mm-hmm. um, who? Uh, yeah. Who's in the back? I, I forget who's in the back on NXT back there. Um, but. But yeah, he was like, you're good at this. He was like, I had a good time, right? Like, like smooth. Um, interesting, right? Um, so that'll be a good match coming up, too. Uh, yeah, NXT was decent. I didn't think it was, 
you know, anything too crazy, right? I did do a little fact checking, Tim. Roderick what? Strong, that's his fucking name. Roderick Strong, that's right. The man that Charisma forgot. Oh my god. Yeah, great wrestler, and that's it. Um so yeah, that was NXT in a nutshell. Uh, I, I like I said, I thought the most interesting part was uh, at the next takeover. It's going to be Finn versus Kyle O'Reilly. What's the fallout from that match? Whether who wins is who wins or who loses. What what's their next step? Right, um, should be interesting. But yeah, let's get into some uh, Clash of Champions picks. What do we got on the main card, or not the main Clash card? Clash the whole of card here. the champions. Right. Remember, WWE used to call this Night of Champions. Um. But went with the old WCW one? name. It's the Clash yeah. of Champions, which is better. The Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza for the Raw Tag Team titles. Now, this is Sans, Zelina Vega, who is now going off doing her own thing, apparently. They need it. Raw is in desperate need of some women star power. You know, you think Becky Lynch is gone, Charlotte's MIA still. Oscars beat everyone else. Uh, so who else How is left? Has so I think Becky been gone too. When that baby's gonna be? When is that? It was Money in the Bank. So which is May, March, a- April? I think it, yeah, it's like April, April May, May time frame. Yeah, right. So oh, yeah, she still has some time over the winter. Yeah, all right. Still have some time. So there's right. uh, and who knows if she ever comes back? She may just love what she's doing. You know, Beth Phoenix didn't till way later. Right. You're right. Uh, so yeah, what I was getting at though is Zelina Vega is a, is much needed uh, in that division because there's really not much else. Peyton Royce is still developing who she is. Bianca Belair is just I don't know where we just kind of forgot about her. Yeah, it feels like Natty and Mickey James. We've done that ten million times. Uh, so I like it. Uh, now will she win? Ab- absolutely not, though. She will not win. Yeah, no, and that, and Oscar that's wins. you know, and that's that's also Oscar's going to win that. But uh, so the Street Profits are taking on Andrade and Angel Garza for the Raw Tag Team match. Um, uh, that's yeah. So the whole breakup is yeah. So they're still a tag team, which is interesting. Uh, how long have we been doing this? I love your face. Like you didn't realize that was the thing. <laughs> It's so By the way, angering. if you're listening on the podcast and you're not aware and you didn't listen to episode 300, we're back doing videos. Check out YouTube. You could be watching us right now. You could see the face I was talking about. Oh, man. That, that it, face. It, I, street Profits have to win, and then hopefully we get the just breakup, I guess. I don't know. Hope. Angel Gars hope is, is good. I think that guy is somebody they could build some stuff around, right? They've been looking for somebody, Hispanic, Latino, to be – behind who's got but every time they bring somebody in they're missing a piece right they can't necessarily speak the english they they're wearing a f- total face cover so we don't develop any you know emotion to them mm-hmm. uh you know that kind of stuff but this guy i think speaks great english um is you know what i mean like over cheesy actor which is great for pro wrestling uh serviceable in the ring i think they could definitely do way more than with anybody else who's been involved in any of this yeah sure I'm also kind of checking out on the WWE needs a Mexican star. Like I just oh, want stars. Of course. You know, they're what I mean? going like, to pick one. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if all right, right. this is the one. Right? Yeah. Like, take if you're gonna guy, say, go. yeah, if you're gonna say we need one to fill a quota. Right. Okay. I don't think we need a quota. We can just have adults who are over as pro wrestlers. Right. That's my point. Right. Um, 
I'm just, I, I just, yeah. My, uh, what I was going to say is my biggest hope for this match is that it's quick. Mm. Get this in two yeah. minutes or less. Yeah, let's pop for the Street Profits and move on. Yeah, I don't want to see any more from this tired-ass storyline. So what do yeah. we have after that? Okay, so Street Profits are winning. We're saying both the, uh, and again, we're not banking any picks or anything. Uh, Zelina Vegas losing. All right, United States Championship match. Apollo Crews, Bobby Lashley. I think Bobby Lashley wins this, and we slowly forget about Apollo Crews, right? The only thing that gives me hesitation about saying with absolute certainty that Bobby Lashley destroys Apollo Crews is the way Raw has been building around retribution. I feel like they need to do something in their first feud, it feels like, is the Hurt Business. Now, I'm not saying that Apollo Crews becomes the new champion. I think what I would pick is we see retribution in this match. So it's a no DQ or it's a disqualification, right? So it's a wash, no contest, whatever. They're both beat up. Maybe we see through, uh, you know, uh, what's that one phrase? The friend of my friend or the enemy of my enemies, my friend or whatever the fuck it Mm -hmm. is there. Maybe we see Apollo Crews go like, I hate you guys, but I hate them more. And we start to see a six-man tag match with Apollo Crews and Ricochet taking on this whole Retribution thing. I don't know. Uh, But I think Retribution gets involved and it's a DQ finish. Yeah, that's all right. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's probably what's going to happen. All right. Intercontinental Championship Triple Threat Ladder Match. AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy. I mean, I'm not into Jeff Hardy, but this should be a damn good match, right? Oh, of course. Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and a psychotic Jeff Hardy who just wants to jump off high shit. Sure. That screams fun to me. It's going to be a spot fest. I hope Sami Zayn wins. God, I hope Sami Zayn t- gets this victory. Me too. And, and just runs with this IC champ. Now, it would be fun if he just does the almost what MJF is saying right now, where it's like, I'm the uncrowned champion. He could, if it's a ladder match, say, I never got pinned. I still have never been pinned for my championship, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn wins. Jeff Hardy can go fuck himself. I think AJ Styles wins. Doesn't he have COVID? I, I don't think so. Well, I guess because he's wrestling, he doesn't. But I thought I heard he had COVID. You know why I don't think they're going to go AJ Styles? A little bit. Yeah, but you know why I don't think they're going to go AJ Styles? He's been talking a lot of shit on his Twitch channel, making news, saying Paul Heyman was a a jerk, uh, saying that he had conversations with AEW. Maybe, but he also maybe doesn't because it's a mid-card where he's like, hey, I'm going to keep talking shit. That's why I tried to take away Twitch and Cameo for all you assholes. True that. All right, uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro versus Lucha House Party. This better be on the kickoff show. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, who the fuck cares? Lucha House Party. Can we do something? For fuck's sake, Cesaro doomed to be the big show tag team guy. Like, he's a different tag team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he's just cool wrestler that we don't really care about but you guys do so he's a tag champion because we don't care about tag teams uh, it feels like lucha house party is going to break up we saw a little bit of dissension on smackdown 
Uh, if they do, because yeah, why not? Like, what are they doing? They're well, nothing. here's why I would not do it though. Name another tag team after Lucha House Party. Yeah. No, seriously, name one. I, I don't. Um, Otis and Tucker. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah, and even then, the Otis bank. is the money in the bank, right? Yeah. So, uh, Slim Pickens on SmackDown Tag Team Division. Oh, Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Gosh. You know what we should no, we shouldn't we should do this for my own mental health, but uh maybe every so often start with WWE so I can get all this out of my system and then go like, but AEW because <laughs> No, because I think, you know, what what happens is we, you know, a lot of times I think when I look at numbers and stuff and like people don't listen all the way through all the time, right? That's true. And, so and stuff they like heard that. that we were positive and patient all this year. Yeah, the that's good true. Stuff. In fact, sometimes I, I worry uh, when we're talking about our own things, I look down and I'm like, oh, crap, dude. If we had new listeners, we might have lost them already. Yeah. <laughs> Who like, the, the fuck, fuck cares about your basement project? Oh, Talk about Shinsuke. <laughs> you name your son Swim Chunk, you fucking weirdo. I'm yeah. Like, um, all right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Nakamura and Cesaro. Cesaro. Yeah, sure. All right. Women's Tag Team Championship, Nia Jackson Baszler versus the Riot Squad, Jackson Baszler. This is continuing. Yeah. No. 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 Damn. Riot Squad. I want the Jackson Baszler. It's the only thing that's oh, ever so made me I. halfway like Jax. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, no, I think Riot Squad, and this is where we get the fuck you, fuck you uh, dissension, and maybe that goes to Raw Underground. Maybe we get a Raw Underground match between Nia Jax and and speaking uh, of um boy they just braun Strowman gets over on davocado right so the whole underground thing has been for nothing it was the only thing that might have came out of it was davocado looks like a badass coming out of raw underground but not braun Strowman just puts him down no because you know you know who i think they're still who's going to be the star Hmm. i think the way raw underground ends is the doorman makes his way into the ring and that's who destroys every fucking that person. That dude is so big. I, I was trying to show my son. I was like, look at him standing next to Shane McMahon. He's like a big guy, you know? And he was like, he's no small dude. And he was like, Jesus, that's ridiculous. And then Braun Strowman walks up and he's towering over him. Like Braun Strowman comes up to his shoulders. And my son's just like, what? In, how is that real? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how is that yeah. a thing? Don't you yeah. think that would be the exclamation point on Raw Underground? Well, if you'll remember, because he was like, you want me to go out there? And he's like, nah, nah, I got, you know what I mean? When when he was going out to the KO show, and he was like, uh-huh. nah, nah, I got this. I don't need you, you know? Yeah. Right. I think I think the exclamation point is that big bastard reigns supreme over everyone. That's what I would do. But so who knows? Big. Yeah. What is he? Like seven, seven? Like he's huge. He's a monster. He's a <laughs> fucking monster. He and But he looks cool. Like he doesn't look like elegante or the yeti or you know all these other fucking weirdos where it's like what the like he looks like a cool guy he's just also nine foot hey let's circle back around before we continue with some of these matches you mentioned retribution uh being remiss to talk about so they're under contract now they all have stupid names mia yim is one of them um what, what, what this is gonna flop so hard right well it makes zero sense so it makes zero sense because if you're telling me that you were in the performance center, then I should know who you are. So why did you go from Shane Thorne to, to left eye or T boss or chili or whatever it is? 
Like the goddamn TLC names. T-Bar. Uh, T-Bar. Mace. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like, well, WWE knows who you are, so why do you have to hide your identities? Yeah, because they well, signed you. You guys were the Performance Center, and then they yeah. signed you. The, here, I would tie all of it together. They would be part of Shane McMahon's ultimate plan. He's running underground. He's got this group trying to mess with the power, you know what I mean? The B, he's trying to basically make it, you know what I mean? Like make Raw Underground be the thing, right? Versus, you know what I mean? Like have it replace Raw. It's the only way any of it would be worth a shit. All of this is bad. It's just disjointed. No meaning to it. None of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's None so many. Like he would be bankrolling these guys. He would have got them signed. Yeah. He would, you know, all of it. It makes zero sense because then there's so many loose ends that haven't been acknowledged. Why did they stop attacking SmackDown people? Why did we just yeah. we just got busy on Friday nights? Like what the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> why not NXT? Just, yeah, why not NXT? Yeah, I just and, and what's with the new names? Like Mia Yim didn't even. If you're gonna say Mia Yim is a new person, then have her dye her hair different. Yeah, like we can see exactly who the fuck you are. Yeah, like, I, I, know I see exactly. it. Exactly, I see yeah. it. There you are. Look at you. Look a at you. Mask head less than mankind's mask. <laughs> okay. Well, and you know, CM Punk, say what you want, but he did have a fire line on Twitter where Shane Thorne, who I think is Slapjack, he yeah, said Slapjack. Um, yeah, he said, uh, uh that looks like when you have too many paper plates and catering, and so you just decide to put it on your face. I just it was real bad. All of it was is bad. They I really like have that. no plan for this. Yeah, I don't get it, and I don't like it. Slapjack. You know what it feels like? How long before that guy's got a new name? (laughs) Yeah, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, You know what it feels like? It feels like those uh, wrestling auto-generator names. Like, take the first initial from your name, your birth date, and favorite color, and you get T-Slapjack, or whatever the fuck it is, you know? I don't know. T-Nuts. Yeah, T-Bar nuts. It's so just silly. What the fuck? But anyhow. So anyhow, yeah. Retribution. They suck. Uh, All right. So where were we? Let's see. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey, Nikki Cross. Bailey wins, right? Yeah, because this is going to Bailey and Sasha. Yeah. Nikki Cross gets fucked over by Alexa Bliss. Right. Because that keeps, right? I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. she's getting worse, right? Right, she's getting like more into but the dark. Where does side. she go? Yeah, but where does she go? That's the part. Okay, so you're getting worse. Are you in the Firefly Funhouse? Because you know, we we mentioned how the coolest thing about Bray Wyatt is everyone he comes in contact with, it flips the person. Right, Seth mm-hmm. Rollins went from uh, babyface Universal Champion to a Messiah. Finn Balor went from babyface. Uh, we we can do all this to dark champion in NXT. Um, Braun Strowman went from babyface to heel, you know, all this stuff. So now it's a female. Where do we go with her? That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. It'd be interesting if the ultimate play was he was Monday Night Messiah, but he was trying to foretell the coming of the new Exalted One, and it's the Fiend, right? Like he's been doing that'd his be bidding cool. the whole time. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right? Something. Tie it all in with but a bow. Yeah, but that's that makes sense, and you know we gotta have yeah, we, we gotta go. have um we gotta have uh what's a stupid name I'm trying to think of here uh T T-Sizz- Sizzle 
as the ultimate exalted one. Brass knuckle Barry. All right. Uh, let's see. Barry. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Right? Brass knuckle yeah. Barry. So get some shirts made up of that. All right. Uh, WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton in an ambulance match, which is, oh, I hate it. I hate the ambulance match. I hate the casket matches. I hate, I don't like them. I don't like ambulance match because it's too easy to lose and still be strong. And I think this is what happens. I think we're going to get Randy Orton as champion because I think someone's healing a little bit quicker than we thought. And that person is edge. And Mm. I think they want to do edge Randy Orton for the championship. And the easiest way you can do Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre. And it still feel like a million bucks is Randy Orton does the sidestep. Drew McIntyre goes into the ambulance. He shuts the door. He's banging on the doors to get out, but ha ha, you lost. You're stuck in there. I win. Yep. Lame. Lame. Yeah. I don't know though. I still feel, I feel like they still are just high on Drew and I think they want to keep pushing him. So I think, I think they think Randy Orton, they can make him look still fine. Right. And he can go crazier because of this. Yeah, I think Drew McIntyre, still they still think he's a million dollars. I think they like this feud of him and Keith Lee. They want to go down that path, and then they need Edge and Orton to do something, but they can't just do Edge and Orton, the greatest match, part due. So they got to do it for the world championship. Yeah, the really the greatest match this time. The really, really greatest match. <laughs> yeah. For real, we meet it this time. Or, or, or they could, <laughs> right? And they could say the the greatest parking lot brawl, the greatest, uh, you know, cage match of all time, the, the greatest, greatest last man standing match. Yeah, they could. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, they could do that. All right. Uh, all right. Universal Championship: Roman Reigns, Jay Uso. Jay Uso's winning, right? <laughs> Roman Reigns might murder him to get him. He over. might. Yeah, they might. It might he be might six take power one for the bombs. team. It might be six yeah. power bombs. Hey, we're going to give you an extra 15 grand for this one spot. Do it for the family. You're gonna go, yeah, and you're going to get fucked up, Jay. Uh, he's going through some shit. Yeah, I think he's going to get a T-bar in the slapjack. He's going he's to be walking like a T-bar <laughs> after this match. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I think Roman Reigns. nobody wants a T-bar in the slapjack. Let me tell you, that's a, that's the name of the show. <laughs> what? Nobody wants a T-bar. Nobody in the wants slapjack. a T-bar in the slapjack. All right, yeah. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, yeah, I think Roman Reigns, goddamn, demolishes him. the The coolest thing that maybe could happen is Jimmy comes out and he's healthy. You know, at this time, and maybe joins Roman. I don't know something, but I think, I don't think any of that happens. I really think this is just going to be a murder. It could kick off the show and Roman leaves early and is like, I don't care what I did to him. And that's like the backstage segment. So if you remember, we talked about the bloodline, right? Them being the bloodline forever. He said something along those lines in one of his early promos is the seal thing with Heyman. It might've been the word bloodline or something, right? Like I think when he was talking to Uso, Talking about the family. It would be great if they join him, but first it's a split, right? Like you said, Jimmy comes out, right? He helps Roman. He's promoing for Roman the next couple days. 
bullying. They're trying to convince Jay, and Jay's like, no, fuck you, you guys both fucked me over, right? And he keeps mm-hmm. fighting, we get a few more, you know what I mean? Like, we get another one until Jay finally sees the light, right, and joins the, the you know, the dark the side, as it were, and it's the yeah. bloodline, right? That would be an interesting way to do it. That would be. I I would hope yeah. maybe they have some Hire Tim! Like that. Hire Tim yeah. Mac! Yeah, Tim Mac. <laughs> or that way. Whatever right, it is. Yeah, way, way. Whatever way it is. Like, like, go that way. This go way, with that guy. This way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which uh, way are we going here? All right, yeah. Again, check out the, the YouTube. If you're not watching the shows, you're only listening audio, check out. You can look at Tom's hat right now. He's got a New Day Rocks hat. NBA Jam shirt. I'm rocking the Spanish Nails Table shirt, which you can buy if you go to SpanishNailsTable.net. There's a link for merch up there. Uh, it's on Zazzle. We let Zazzle do it. We used to do Cafe Press, but Zazzle bore you with the cool details. Yeah. Zazzle. So just go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Uh, while we're on plugs, follow us at Table Show at TMac underscore eight one six on Twitter. I'm at the Awesome Voice. Use hashtag Tweet the Table. Which let me go to that Tom. Hashtag Tweet the Table while you're watching wrestling. Use it right. Share your thoughts with us. We'll read some of them if they're good. And at Theo75 says, Grats to the table show for hitting 300 episodes of Epic Wrestling Podcast. Looking forward to seeing 400. Hashtag tweet the table. Not sure if I read that one last time or not, but I'm going to read it again because fuck it. Yay us. Yeah, it's our right? show. Yeah, give it's us a our show. if you don't like it. And this is what I'm talking about. You two listening at home. If you want to be read on the show, send in some tweet the tables. You might get plucked. You might get plucked on the Spanish announce table. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Get that slap We love to pluck you. We would love to fuck you on the Spanish announce table. <clears throat> Back to the show. Let me pluck something out here. Um, oh, that was it. So what do we think? Oh, no. Um, you, Roman Reigns is winning this, right? Yeah, Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what do we think? Clash of Champions. going to be good? Going to suck? No. No, it's going to be forgettable. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Tell me the last it's... Clash of Champions that you remember. Um, this one the could, one... right? If Roman Reigns does something cool. Yeah, that definitely could be. But I think this is just the first stepping stone. I think this is still solidifying himself as a evil guy. Clash of Champions aside, let's get into some things that aren't on the card here. The Monday Night Messiah storyline is taking some twists with the Rey Mysterio family. God, uh, why? Aaliyah's a bad actress. Uh, yeah, they're all But bad. I like the, the angle, right? I like where he's like... She's a naive kid who doesn't know. And she's like, what? And then like, okay, so they're going to do something with her and this Murphy thing, right? Like they're going to do something there. Um, I just wish it wasn't Rey Mysterio and his family, but you know, because none of them are good actors, but I just, yes. And how long has this been? Right. This is now a personal vendetta against Rey Mysterio and not him trying to lead Monday nights into yeah. the thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you're, you're, you've lost focus on the, the heel that you are. And also, what else can you you took his eye? But now, <laughs> are we doing? Is the kid really yours with another kid? <laughs> right? I know. God bless him. This time, it's a girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, but I don't know. C- can we stop it, Ray? I just and Dominic, they suck. I love them. Yeah. They suck. I don't love them, but I mean, I respect them. But they said, yeah, don't love him at all. Um, let's see anything well, I, else. I love Ray Mysterio again. The perfect spot. The and I will I will die on this hill. I do not care. The perfect spot for Ray Mysterio is the two hundred five live champion. Stop with this other with malarkey stuff. You've got a you've got a luchador no champion. Yeah, no malarkey. You've got this luchador champion 
on NXT and 205 Live saying that he's fighting for the honor of Lucha Libre. When you say Lucha Libre, especially to anyone our age or younger, you think Rey Mysterio. So that's the fucking story to tell. Not this, He's Seth Rollins is going to take his other eye. Now he's going after his testicles. Next, it's his fucking foot. Like, stop with this fucking bullshit, man. It's so mm-hmm. stupid. It's stupid. It is stupid. Um, <laughs> any, anything else, man? Was there any? I, mean, I loved AEW. Uh, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is the man. He shared. Me, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to. Um, I was about to leave this guy out on hashtag tweet the table just because we had already covered it and I forgot to bring it up. But um, at Heavy Set three three zero on Twitter said uh, Eddie Kingston is on the main event uh, on live television. I think I may be paraphrasing because I just put it away. But he says you love to see it, right? I may paraphrase this thing, and that's true. Hashtag tweet the table, of course. Uh, you do love to see it. You love to see it. It was great. It's fresh, it's new, it's a guy who's captivating, his promos are believable, his work rate is believable, he gives a physical match that you could show to a non-wrestling fan, and like, that looks like a real fight, and like, well, it may end up in a real fight here in the next minute or two, yeah, and so it's fucking awesome, Eddie Kingston is the goddamn man, him and MJF, that would be the best promo, or the best program coming up, just the, the, polar opposite styles the polar opposite promos but they both can cut you know 10 out of 10 type of promos eddie kingston baby eddie fucking kingston and mjf needs to not get lost in the shuffle that's the other thing i'm a little worried about i like the jericho thing like i said and it was well welcomed and fun but where is he going because now john moxley's getting beat up by lance archer getting beat up by eddie kingston mjf is doing what you know that's where yeah. let's not lose that. Let's not lose the future here. MJF needs a, needs a program and needs a program quick. Right. I agree. Yeah. Well, all right then. Uh, all that said, then I guess we'll just end it on a public service announcement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you should always make sure to never leave your T bar and your slapjack. The Spanish announce table.